0: Welcome back to episode 108 of the Block Podcast. Here is where we discuss the latest developments in cryptocurrency while we make this new technology relatable to you. You can watch this podcast on our YouTube channel to follow along with our discussion. As always, I'm your host William talking with your co-host iMan and here are some of the topics we discuss today. First up, there's a DEX war forming. Find out why. Next, NFTs are in the middle of a mania. Find out what is next in the space. Then, beeple just sold an NFT for a record $6.6 6 million. And finally, the Metaverse enables a unique value proposition for the whole NFT space. All right, let's listen in. What's up, what's up? All right, dude. So uh, so we had a lot of things happen this week. We had a couple of videos, and I think right now, Andre Cronje just dropped a tweet. That is talking about cross chain exchanges, uh, decentralized exchanges.
1: Yeah, it definitely seems to be his focus nowadays.
0: <coughs> and he's
1: the one who brought us to any swap, you know, uh, I, I, whenever he was tweeting about it, I, I assumed he was working on any swap, but it looks like he's building his own product. You know, that's what that is. Yeah.
0: So that's what this looks like. So classic, uh, Andre, uh, design here. <clears throat> but the point of cross-chain exchanges is you'll be able to swap ETH for any any token that's outside of the ETH ecosystem, like in Avalanche or Bitcoin, eventually or potentially. So, so yeah, I think um, I, I think this is probably going to be one of the sectors in the crypto space that's going to be taking off. And we have, let me look up any swap on CoinGecko. Yeah. So this has a 69 million market cap, and it's been dumping last couple of days just like everything else so there's any swap and then uh zero exchange and I think we found a couple other ones and uh let's see any swap god man I'm trying to remember oh yeah zero swap that's the one I wanted to find zero swap here to Z so we have a couple exchanges they all have similar kind of uh, approaches to the market and they're all focusing on cross-chain compatibility. A lot of these you can get on Uniswap. So, and the value of ZeroSwap, 24 million. So, I think this is going to be the next sector. I mean, even what's-his-face, Andre is still talking about it. He's going to be focused on this area as well. So, if Andre's talking about it, we need to be looking at it. That's for sure.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's needed. Obviously, Uniswap doesn't work anymore. I mean, it does, but nobody wants to use it anymore. Yeah. So there's like a gold rush to figuring out who can make the best alternative solution. You know, we got Maddox quick swap working out pretty well. And we should be interacting with here the next couple of days as soon as we prepare for Avogadro. That's kind of like the big first, you know, big migration to layer two. At least like, I mean, there's been other layer two applications out there, but this is, uh, to me, this is the first like real big one. Yeah. Avogadro launch. So they're leveraging, yeah, Layer 2, Matic Layer 2, to be specific. And then the uh, QuickSwap Exchange. So we can, you know, bridge all our assets to Layer 2. You can play this awesome game. So <laughs> look
0: at this. A collectible, an avatar, a true friend. Yeah, dude. So I'm it looks like, so this is going to drop in the next couple of days. Do you remember which date this was going to? I think March 2nd. March 2nd, okay. So it says summon an Avogadro with a portal or acquire one in the bazaar. Claim a name for your Avogachi, boost its rarity score by equipping wearables and earning XP, and grow your, your Gachi's kinship score by interacting with with it often. Accumulate... Hey, that
1: one's a little weird. Uh-oh.
0: What does that even mean? Yeah, kinship? I guess. <sighs> yeah, what, what does that mean? And then the last one is, is accumulate badges and trophies that will stay with your Gachi forever.
1: Forever. So I guess it's not just like an RNG thing. I mean, there is an RNG element to it. Whenever these portals go up for sale, there should be 10,000 of them. So this is going to be like, a, just like everything, you know, I'm, I'm anticipating pretty big demand for this. Yeah. Yeah, maybe not top shot level where you got hundreds of thousands of people lined up to get claim one. Yeah. But they should sell out pretty quickly. So by, by you owning a portal, you can spawn. <coughs> and you can, oh, shit. One of these little ghost fuckers, you know what I mean? Yeah. But <laughs> there's rarity to them. You could get lucky and get like a super rare version of a gachi, you know. But I guess there's also like a gameplay element to where if you just neglect it, it doesn't have as many. What do they call it? There is a word they used. Um shit. <laughs> so Damn it. it's like it said, the more you interact with it, the it up. Yeah, you yeah. don't have to like click around so much, dude. Like you get Yeah, lost. I'm
0: trying. I'm trying to go back to the home page, but like it's not
1: what about learn more. No, dude. It's gone. Right, it's, it's over. We ruined Avogadro already, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I already <don't laughs> want to play anymore.
0: Uh.
1: But yeah, what I was saying is just you know there there's a gameplay element to it. Like you have to actually, it, yeah. like it says you have to interact and it, it, considering it like an experience bar to it. You know, the more you interact with it, the more games you probably play with it, higher experience it gets. But they call it something else. I forgot what it was.
0: So do you remember the process to to get one of these? Tinship. There it is. Tinship. Tinship. Yeah. Yeah. Do you the remember process. The, the process? Like, do you need to like swap for ghost first, or do you need to, like, first, you need to use their platform? Well,
1: that's there's a really cool guide, I guess. We'll have to link it in the description, but yeah. there's a really good guide. All y'all watching should, you know, if you want to get involved in this, because NFTs, man, they're, they're blowing up like the sector. I mean, we already saw like top shots explode, we've seen crypto punks explode, yeah, hash max, hash masks, they came and went. Yep. <laughs> Like the NFT space, you never know what's going to take off. But like, if you're looking for an actual NFT play that's like that kind of like makes some kind of sense, at least to me, this is definitely one of them. You know, because it it's it's playing off of the same fundamentals of a CryptoPunk, right? There's ten thousand CryptoPunks. There's going to be only ten thousand of these Genesis portals ever to exist, right? So
0: yeah. So the process is you get a portal, and I think uh, one of the functionalities of Avogadro is you can stake. Tokens within the Avogadro itself. Yeah. And... Aave tokens. Aave tokens. And, which are
1: cool uh, as fuck in itself, dude. A tokens? Are, I mean, they just accrue over time. It's not like some like external balance that's growing. It's just the actual tokens multiply over time. Right. You know, as, the more you yield, which is great. So they're kind of just leveraging the Aave's technology, implanting that into your own NFT. And over time, like the value... I guess, the, I guess the point is like a year from now, you should be able to resell that Gachi with all that accrued staked yield.
0: Right, right.
1: In it, you know, <clears throat> or maybe not. Maybe just the NFT itself will be valuable. You might want to unstake your your Aave tokens and just sell the NFT. Right. I'm not really sure yet. Not sure how the marketplace is going to pan out. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. No, but this is like, this is seeing stakeable nfts right you you have ave which is like a huge staking platform and they're making an nft where within the nft you can stake tokens ave tokens and thereby increasing potentially the value of the nft so this is one of the earliest examples of an nft that has like staking ability which from a speculation standpoint has you know a high potential worth
1: yeah yeah we've been talking about this concept for almost two years ago. Yeah. <laughs> when we first got involved with Decentraland, it was part of my, like my original idea is like, what, what, what? how do you leverage Decentraland for like practical use cases? And to me, it made the most sense to turn Decentraland into like a, a value production layer where people stake value into the actual land itself yeah. through methods and they produce, you know, additional value somehow one way or another. So Avogadro is actually running with the concept in a much more like user-friendly way. You know, you don't have to own land. I mean, you have to own an Avogadro, but which is a lot like cheaper barrier to entry, you know, land's a lot more expensive. (laughs) You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. And and just to (laughs) speak upon what, what we're seeing in, in, in the space is somebody made a meta that allows you to do a token swap. So, So, so think about what this means, right? We have a decentralized exchange that, is turned into an nft that people can own and deploy and then part of this functionality of this nft is that you can set your own fees so if you want to set a two percent fee you just enter the number two and in the settings of this individual meta yeah uh but i mean think of the implications like you can now own a dex on your land right this is like this is crazy
1: yeah, it's important because you can if you extrapolate even further. Like Dexes are just one piece of the DeFi puzzle. You know, one service among the variety of you know financial services you need to manage your wealth and grow it. You know,
0: yeah.
1: and capitalize on it. So, and the crazy thing about Ethereum is, and you know, we cover DeFi all the time, and we're finding new protocols every day, but they're scattered all over the place. You know, like if you want to. <clears throat> if you want <clears throat> to really optimize your DeFi DGen activity, like <laughs> you got to know where each protocol is and hop from one and to another. You know, the cool thing about the metaverse is it, it presents like a new layer for for interfacing that doesn't exist on like a, a web page. You know what I mean? Yeah. This this two dimensional plane that that we're kind of used to interacting with to interact with protocols, we could we could three dimensionalize it and actually utilize all of our surrounding areas. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. And and create like this, this cohesive all in one experience, like within your own, you know, space, which is cool. So like you, you have your Uniswap machine, you know, you're swapping your tokens, you have your Aave lending pool, you know, or borrowing pool. You have your,
0: uh, derivatives exchange.
1: Yeah. Your derivatives tranching, you know, protocol also next to that machine like you do whatever you want dude like i think that's a huge value add to the metaverse yeah and on top
0: of that there's yeah and you could only do this in the metaverse i mean imagine if you if you could turn a dex into an nft like without the metaverse you can't really interact with it it's just it's just an image like Mm -hmm. and you own you own the quote unquote dex but you you don't you can't interact with it you can't go to a site and submit your nft and all of a sudden you have a dex on this site like it it doesn't work that way yeah so the metaverse is capable of these new functionalities which really excites us because the, you, this is new functionality that we can take an existing protocol like a staking platform like anything that avi is building and build it into the metaverse into anything that we want it to look like like if mm-hmm. you wanted to take uniswap's unicorn. And anytime you you would deploy a unicorn onto your land, and interacting with that unicorn will allow you to swap tokens. So, <clears throat> I think this presents a huge opportunity um, for anyone that's like has a space in Decentraland, and then potentially it, it could work in other platforms as well, like Crypto Voxels. But uh, but yeah, yeah. Ultimately, <clears throat> yeah. Trying to find more reasons to
1: stay in Decentraland is a big thing. And Nico, shout out to Nico Chamo. He's the one who developed it. Yeah. Meta that's kind of like his mission yeah if you go to his twitter feed that's pretty much what he talks about like yeah end gold you won't have to leave decentraland at all so yeah we align with Nico's vision and i'm glad he's he's working to you know build more of these you know these primitives i guess you'd call them <laughs> these uh, metaverse versions of them so you know yeah we we can create this this I like to call it the DeFi den or like the degen den or something like that. Right. Like we're, yeah. our, we're already spending our days as degening out. Why not create like our own space within like the metaverse where you're surrounded by all your NFTs, your collection. You yeah. Know? So yeah. You're, you're, you're constantly in observance of all the hard work you're putting in to acquire them. Right. Yeah. You don't have to go to Nifty Gateway, then Maker's Place and then, you know, Terra Virtual, all these, again, fragmented locations, just like same thing of DeFi, NFTs are also fragmented. You know, there's no singular interface to bring them all together. I think that's sort of the metaverse is like killer use case. Yes. You know, you could bring all these crypto primitives into one location, you know?
0: Yeah, that's, this is like, this is the language of interoperability from the standpoint of all these different protocols. Like you could have a single land where you have Ave right next to Synthetics right next to potentially even Coinbase Coinbase as you know obviously is centralized but you could still use and develop their APIs and provide an exchange platform within the metaverse using their APIs and it could yeah. be an NFT that you own and deploy in your land so i mean that's that's what's exciting about it i think Nico's really opened up the floodgates on on this like idea and functionality and i'm expecting to see a lot more um like of these things being built right now
1: yeah it's definitely opened our eyes like uh, before this realization hit us our focus was more thinking like gaming was going to be the killer application for the metaverse yeah just because for one gaming industry in itself is, is is massive and we would think like gamers would be like the most um, likely to adopt the metaverse you know because it's easy to understand to a gamer like they already are immersed into the virtual world constantly so not much of a leap for them right yeah but then you start to think like if if we can integrate all of these DeFi primitives or they call them legos it makes sense like they kind of like build on top of each other so they're like these DeFi legos into the metaverse then it kind of aligns with the whole philosophy of like banking the unbanked That's right. Giving them an actual, you know, we're creating the protocols for like a majority of the human population that doesn't have access to these services, but there's no look; they're still kind of stuck in their environment. You know what I mean? That's true. That's true. Like they can't just, just because we're building these, uh, these tools, there's nowhere for them to actually go to, I guess the web, the internet, but I don't know. I guess this is, this is just the, the rolling out of what everybody says the metaverse is supposed to be, right. It's supposed to be this 3d representation of what the internet currently is. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think so. so. I mean, obviously yeah. With the, with the metaverse, the the most important thing that I understand from the metaverse is that it, it opens up for new capabilities and not until Nico made this thing. I didn't really think about the whole aspect of owning an entire decks onto your land.
1: Or at least a a piece of it, you know. You're not you don't own the entire Dex. Well,
0: I mean, a piece of it in the well, yeah, you're right because there's 50 of these, but I mean, essentially,
1: yeah, you you own the whole interface, and if if whatever Dex developer or whatever DeFi developer you know determines, uh, well, think think about it. It
0: It, the same functionality you have in Uniswap, you can own that functionality in Decentraland. Yeah, like that's. Uh, it, it opens up new capabilities with with that line of thinking. That's that's and you can only do that in, in Decentraland, right?
1: I mean, yeah, it's cool in the sense that yeah, you because you own a fragment of of the protocol, you now have a claim to a revenue share, depending on yeah. you know how many people actually come and use your your piece. You know what I mean? So it's going to be up to you as a, a meta owner and a landowner to kind of like do your part, just like with any meta, right? Like you have to do your part. Yeah, but like, think about this. The meta doesn't mean like people just flock and like want to use your stuff. Like, there's, there's, think of there's think of the
0: normie there. though. Think of the normie that jumps into the central land and they stumble a game like Ethermon. And Ethermon to interact with the game, you need to have Emon or whatever equivalent cryptocurrency, right? Mm-hmm. And the normie is not going to know about Uniswap. They're not going to know about these things, right? And so, what if they could just interact with an Ethermon kiosk? that allows them to purchase tokens with a credit card, for example. That's
1: true. That's a good point.
0: And, and this, they won't know that it's cheaper at Uniswap or it's cheaper at Coinbase. They, they they don't necessarily care. They just want to get into and interact with the Ethermon game. Yeah. And so they see this kiosk, they interact with it, and the owner of that kiosk benefits, right? Just because the ease of functionality was there and it was built by someone like Nico. And made it easier for normies to onboard into a game that's within Decentraland that has its own assets and its own ecosystem and NFTs and all that. So these things are important, and it we can't underplay like the value of what Nico created because it it brings in the potential of normies who jump into Decentraland and want to er- interact with stuff, and this is their onboarding mechanism right here. Owner, the ability to own this is what's should be like a huge speculative concept for people who like to collect nfts
1: yeah no for sure and like for us it's definitely like it's it's navigating like our new like a strategy i guess for us to kind of like because gaming is difficult (laughs) yeah it's very difficult to develop but you know what
0: i'm sure what nico built wasn't exactly easy either like you you need to be a, a knowledgeable developer from a cryptocurrency standpoint and then just a basic development standpoint
1: no, 100%. Like, for sure, gaming is still going to be killer application in the metaverse at some point. But it's just, it's such a task to put together like a game universe, like a, you, a fragmented game universe. You, you, know you have a
0: point because Nico is standing on the shoulders of giants, right? He's he's building a, a meta that was has a foundation of a 0x project, right? Mm. A 0x protocol.
1: Yeah, he's leveraging already existing. I mean, that's the point of DeFi. Legos, dude. You're building Legos here, dude.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Doing DeFi.
0: So I mean, this Lego piece, it's huge because of like what I said earlier. It's it could onboard the normies in a very easy to understand way.
1: Yeah, I mean I used it. I mean, it was perfectly fine, dude. It was the interface was clean, it was fast. It it it, it was a better experience than what I've seen from like top tier projects in the DeFi space you know what i mean like i was blown away by this i think it's great i think yeah there's there's definitely potential to to leverage this even further to kind of like bring even more collectability to it yeah we know the market the nft market is in love with collectibles like we see that we understand it you know So there's an opportunity here for the whole DeFi market to kind of like dip their toes into the NFT realm now with, you know, collectibles of their own. Like like you were describing, like mm-hmm. you don't have just have to make the machine like look like a machine. It could be a ghost if it's an
0: Aave, you know, That's right. dude, hell yeah, dude. You
1: have a badass little Aave ghost on your land, but it it doubles as the actual interface to the Aave protocol, you know what I mean? Yeah. You're always, you know, you're just existing in the metaverse. That's the point. You know, it's awesome, man. Like, I can't wait till that's a reality, <clears throat> and we're working on it for yeah. sure.
0: <laughs> no, absolutely. And and so this is just an example of an NFT that's going for you know hundreds of thousands of dollars now. Um, the last, yeah. the last sold was two hundred thousand, and right, and and it's from this guy named Beeple. He he does it every day. He's been doing it for like ten thousand days in a row. He posts one of these images every single day for the last. However many days he's been doing it. It's been years. And uh, so obviously he had a nifty gateway drop. Um it sold for like a thousand bucks each. And um and now they're being sold for two hundred plus thousand dollars, right? Something ridiculous. And ultimately it's just a gif, a really cool one, right? He made this and it's and it's you know very impressive the fact that you can just make something like this. He's got skills. Yeah. Um and so our goal eventually would be to contact a bunch of projects and have them do very similar drops, just like Beeple did, but on the MetaZone platform. But that's that's a, that's more of like a, a goal that we need to uh, kind of leverage once we get our our platform finished up.
1: Yeah, that's definitely phase one. You know, we've been talking about it for a while. It's just a lot of hangups, dude. It's not as easy as we thought it would be.
0: Yeah, for sure. Well, we never
1: thought it was going to be easy, but I guess it's more difficult than we thought it would be, so... There's been some restraints. We're trying to overcome that and get to the point where, okay, once the platform is finished and in in the ideal form we need it to be, then these things start to make sense to the overall market. You know, the idea of bringing collectibles to the metaverse, you know, because right now, man, it's tough to see like the NFT industry explode and Decentraland get zero of that traction. You know what I mean? Right. Considering we've invested so much into this platform, this ecosystem, past two years, pretty much. Right. Yeah. Just about, yeah, I think. I not know. I'm losing track of time. But let's say the past two years. And yeah, you would expect, you know, Decentraland to have its top shot moment where it's just all of a sudden penetrates mainstream awareness or something like that. So obviously it's not. So there's something lacking, right? Yeah. What is it? Well, and in my mind, it's there's nothing really marketable yet right. in Decentraland. That's right. Like right now, it's still this like all on you platform, meaning like it's all up to you you know we essentially has built these nice features like the builder and whatnot to kind of like you know make something out of it but in the end like there's nothing really marketable to a mainstream audience you know what i mean
0: yeah and- i mean let, let's try to draw some parallels so we have nba top shots and in, in the last couple of weeks they've done 50 million dollars worth of like third party sales like a secondhand exchange right 50 million dollars right and people they know the nba They know that it's a huge collectible, like um, kind of a concept Mm -hmm. and doing $50 million in NFTs, that's that's sort of a breakthrough for the industry. So, but NBA Top Shots used Dapper or in this case, Flow to build off and potentially and have the chance to yield $50 million in volume, right? Mm-hmm. So then we have Decentraland, which is a similar platform in the, in the same perspective as uh flow is right. It's a platform that developers build on. And so, but this is goes to a, a layer deeper, right? You need to have things like Metazone in order to get things like NBA top shot mm-hmm. because Decentraland won't, they, they don't have the, I guess the infrastructure in place to be able to go out and, and, and and reach out to projects like NBA Top Shot or Beeple or anything like that because there's so much infrastructure left to be built. And so I think MetaZone provides that medium to where we should be going out to Beeple and 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 to Logan Pauls and and doing three D objects for them as a NFT drop that are deployable into Central Land. Mm. So it it does present an opportunity like for the speculators and even for MetaZone just to to get this thing, you know, to that point where we can actually go and talk to people and say, "Hey, you know that Pikachu that's an image right now that you built in 3D? Well, why don't you just take that 3D image and make it deployable in Decentraland as a collectible of 100 and do an, yeah. a, a meta drop?" Yeah. You know, why uh, yeah. why couldn't we do that?
1: Uh, I think we could. <laughs> yeah. I think we should, and I think I think that's what people want to see, and I think that's what people don't understand is is what's lacking. Like, why Decentraland isn't this like, you know, I mean, it is a top tier project. That's what's so surprising to me. It's 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 top. It, I mean, for the longest time, it's been number one as far as like market cap wise, uh, yeah. NFT ecosystem. I think now it's sitting around three or four, so it's slowly losing its you know pegging. In the in the pecking order, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> still, imagine
0: um, imagine you it. you uh you know spawn into Central Land and you're walking around randomly and you stumble into this 3D model of this Pikachu infection, right? You'd know for sure that this guy paid you know fifty thousand dollars for this this deployed right uh, Pikachu. Mm-hmm. So I mean, being able to see that, I mean that that's that's uh, ultimate flex, right? And it's the same NFT, right? So
1: yeah, I mean ultimately like your parcel becomes like a reflection of your wallet essentially. Yeah, that's right. That's, like right now you can go to OpenSea, you can creep on other people's Ethereum addresses and see what they got, you know, yeah. or on Nifty gateway whatever, you can creep on people. That's kind of like <laughs> one of the weird things about blockchain. We can all see what what we got, yeah. you know. But uh, once again, the metaverse adds like an, like a new abstraction layer to that where it's now you have a visual representation like in, in a three-dimensional environment of that same, of that same wallet. Yeah. You, know, you you, deploy all of those NFTs through a, through the, you know, the deployment mechanism of a meta, you know, and MetaZone platform and, and just, you know, appreciate your NFTs even more, you know? Yeah. Cause
0: and, if this is a collectible, imagine your collectible visible in a, in a 3d world yeah. that anybody can go and visit.
1: Exactly. I mean, so I think that's what's missing, man. I mean, we've known that's what's been missing. It's just, man, it's tough to execute on. And, you know, <clears throat> at some point, you know, we're probably going to have to leverage the essential Land DAO to try and, you know, get some help from the community, yeah. you know, because this, this is a tough endeavor, man. This is not easy to do alone. Yeah, And I think it's something like the whole community needs to understand. If you're watching and you're part of the Central Land community, I know a lot of y'all are like this. We've been talking about this for years now and yeah it's, it's like now we're actually here like we're at the part of the, the the phase of this story where like it should all start to add up and make sense you know what i mean yeah yeah like we can't get left out of this this movement you know like the metaverse should have its place among you know this whole nft mania we're currently seeing yeah like there's no reason it shouldn't you know what i mean yeah <laughs> so we have right. to figure out like well, how do we make that happen you know and it's it's a community effort, dude. Like yeah, so I don't know. <clears throat> Having said that, <laughs> just felt like ranting, I guess.
0: No, that that's a good point. I mean, it, it's it, it does take a lot of effort and there's a reason why projects like Cardano are taking four years to even like come up with something. Right? Yeah, so
1: you know what that's another good point. Like why it's so difficult in Decentraland? because it's <laughs> Like this the, the concept of Decentraland is like so true to what crypto is supposed to be, like the crypto ecosystem that it, it's proving itself and it's in its difficulty of uh, d- development, right? It's difficult to decentralize everything, you know, like it's a lot easier to be dapper labs and like create your own chain. Yeah. Create, like onboard your own partnerships, like build your own, like, you know, just everything is just internally like produced and marketed. Like there's no community. In, in the production and selling of Top Shots, right? It's purely a dapper lab endeavor.
0: Yeah. <laughs> right.
1: Yeah, that's not the case for Decentraland. You know, Decentraland not over here. <coughs> okay, they partnered with Atari, mm-hmm. but they're not over here making a, like Pac-Man games and shit and selling them to the open market. They're that's over true. here asking the community to build Atari's games for them. You that's know true. what I
0: mean? That's true. That's a good point. So,
1: yeah, so it's obviously a communal effort. Like everybody has to chip in one way or another. Dude. That is it's one hell of a task to ask. You know yeah. what I mean?
0: Yeah, that I mean from a philosophical standpoint, like what is the point of all this? Like, think about it. Like Nifty Gateway, they created a platform where people like Beeple can come in and drop these really cool designs, right? This is like, you know, not everybody can do this. Yeah. And uh, as a matter of fact, you should see how he makes this stuff. Like these are all 3D models, right? And then he just takes a snapshot and, and then he posts it, right? But, um, you know, th- this platform is just to sell these NFTs. And Decentraland may have other goals rather than just like being this this platform NFT drop that people go spend a million bucks on. Like, I, I don't know. Maybe they have a different philosophy of how they see... Decentraland actually being rolled out, and well, we can the and, and we can they have do. our own, right? Yeah,
1: we have our own. This Decentraland is working out exactly how it's supposed to work out. Yeah, like it's it's they're not supposed to be driving anything. Like the you know the, the initial creators of the thing, you know, like they like you said they've done their job. Their job is to optimize the platform so people entities like you know you and I and others who are developing can build better shit. You know, so yeah. it's up to us. Like we ha- we have our own minds as far as like how do we increase demand for, you know, why isn't land like hundred xing its valuation like we're seeing under other NFTs in the market, right? Land's been around probably about as long, almost as long as CryptoPunks. Why are CryptoPunks like two hundred x their valuation from three, four, five years ago? You know? Yeah. Why not land? Why is land only going up like in congruence to the mana appreciation? Like well, because there's no demand, right? Right. So it's up to us to figure out how to increase the demand for virtual real estate, you know, and 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 if we could figure out how to migrate like all of these NFTs to the metaverse, there's going to be a natural demand building up for land. Like it's it's like it's like actual web space it's deployment space, dude. Like that's the whole point. Like if I want if I want these creations, these 3D NFTs who are being produced by like these awesome artists exchanges um who else (laughs) celebrities potentially i'm gonna want a piece of land right so i can actually deploy this shit yeah right otherwise why i'm gonna be buying metas and i'll never be able to deploy them that's right actually that's not even true like now we have like a district features where you can actually
0: (laughs) yeah you don't need land
1: (laughs) you don't even need land anymore you could deploy your shit in in a district if you want to zone. but the point is yeah like this peace has to work in order for land appreciation to to happen yeah you know
0: demand to build up it's interesting (laughs) it's interesting we need to be the nifty gateway of the metaverse essentially like yeah we have to like
1: that's that's our task just like you know it's like i i I don't see anyone else working to do that so like we that that's our task dude the universe has assigned it to us like we gotta fucking pick it up and roll with it and execute yeah actually like see it's, if it works
0: you know and this is just one aspect of the metaverse like maybe there's going to be an yeah. equivalent to metazone where they just focus on something some other aspect of the metaverse like i I really can't education. like what e-
1: education to or me education that's
0: yeah 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 or, or fashion right maybe there's like an equivalent to a metazone that's like focused on just pumping out wearables right um yeah. so i i guess the point is is you have to build the, the metaverse in your own image. If we think it's sustainable to be closer to a nifty gateway on the metaverse, then we have to go out and do it. Right. It's not, you can't just ask for it and, and have it be done, but I, technically I guess you can with the fact that there's, you know, almost $10 million in, in the, uh, in, in, in locked up in funds. Right. Yeah. I so, so I think $2 million a year locked up in Decentraland. well,
1: I think it's like twenty million mana. So whatever that's actually worth. Yeah, I guess. I think I'm I'm I'm, I'm a little off. <laughs> it's been a while. It's twenty
0: two. No, it's two hundred and twenty two million, right? No.
1: Yeah, I think it's two hundred twenty two million invested over ten years. So yeah. it's about twenty two million a year, I think. Yeah, that's it. So that's, that's roughly what. That's um, a lot of
0: money, dude. It's like
1: four to five million dollars currently, just chilling in the dow treasury and then next year we should have you know whatever comes in and yeah so part of executing on, on what metazone's vision is like we, we're gonna need community support for it because we can't develop this thing on our own we just can't yeah. we've been trying for the last year and it's it's, it's difficult
0: yeah there's
1: no project in in any there's no crypto project in in existence that's like been able to accomplish it without, you know, funding. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just, it's just the harsh reality, man. Like if, if the community wants this to happen, we're going to have to fund it. Yeah. And you know, we're going to have to make these proposals and shit and we'll see what happens, man. This is, this is truly an experiment. Yeah. Whether or not the community even wants this, the community might just be perfectly content. Just like, you know,
0: yeah. Waiting for managers to go up.
1: <sighs> yeah. That could be it. You know, yeah. but
0: I mean, that that has other problems. Like a lot of people are not voting in Decentraland. So I don't think waiting for or doing a proposal is going to do anything, in my opinion. So there's other there are other ways to solve this problem. I they think who- it's more difficult to solve them than just doing a proposal for the community.
1: So then what happens to all the, the Dow treasury one? it just sits there
0: I yeah unfortunately it could just be locked up funds until something breaks the like the the dam right something gets through
1: yeah well see that's that's a problem like it, it, if if this okay the, the very thing that's hampering decentralized growth is this decentralization aspect yeah because we're trying to remain true to like the crypto vision of the metaverse. If, if we can't even leverage that, like as, as a benefit, like, you know, the, the DAO is like the biggest, you know, the biggest like unique attribute to Decentraland as opposed to all the other metaverses. And the existence. biggest
0: Achilles heel.
1: Yeah. And if, if you're saying like we'll never even be able to access it, like what's the point of all this? Like you're saying like that that is that is the whole thing. If yeah. we can't organize this DAO and get it actually like producing value, then then this is a lost cause.
0: Right, I so it, agree. It
1: can't, we we can't accept that that that, that you know, reality. Just, yeah, we can't let that happen. You know what I mean? Yeah,
0: I, <laughs> right? I hundred percent agree. Yeah, I I think the situation is figuring out how to solve that problem. How do you get people to vote and vote in a way that's conducive to the construction of decentraland?
1: Yeah. in a a time (laughs) where it's not optimal, because most people aren't paying attention. Like, you know, the core community members we had six months ago are no longer core community members. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because there's so much market opportunity outside of the metaverse. Like everyone's fixated over there. Yeah. How do you get them to pay attention to what's happening in the metaverse whenever there's no opportunity here? like absolutely is, you
0: know, I mean the, the, that's I mean, a huge barrier from right? a retail investor, you're looking at top shots. They did fifty million in sales. If you bought a pack, a thousand dollar pack, that thousand dollars could easily turn into fifty grand so there's there's no incentive to be anywhere else besides in top shot from an nFT perspective or yeah. being being on the lookout for people drops, right this one the last one that was sold. Was 288 grand for <laughs> this. By
1: the way, in case y'all don't know, I, I sold mine for $8,000, dude.
0: Yeah, I man sold his for eight grand, which was a, a, a pretty good deal, like really good
1: at the time. Yeah, I, I was like, I thought I was a total genius, dude. I was like, dude, you see. You all laugh at me for buying this Pikachu for a thousand bucks. And like, look, I made eight grand. Yeah. Like I'm the best investor around, you know, and then this happens, dude. Like, I can't believe it, but that's just a testament to what we're talking about. Like NFTs are exploding in valuation, you know, certain ones. This one, I mean, makes sense, I guess, because like people's breaking ground in many aspects, you know, like he's making record sales. Now he has like Christie's, I guess, which is like Normie art world like you know auctioning off his digital art like it's crazy
0: yeah what is it? i'm not i'm not privy to this stuff yeah me neither <laughs>
1: i've heard you know whisperings about it it's apparently it's like you know the it's the auction house for like where these people come and bid on picassos and you know banksys and shit like that yeah now we got people selling digital
0: art to billionaires basically
1: whoa what's that bid at 2.4, 2.4 million.
0: more yeah 2.4 million so this is the piece of art which is his everyday all all in one piece How this many is, it? 5, is, this 000, is really. badass dude
1: five thousand days
0: if you're listening it's to cool this audio yeah, podcast cool. make sure you watch the YouTube channel to see Beebles like Christy drop
1: yeah what's cool about it because it's digital is like you could do this and then you could zoom in right on each picture
0: yeah let me click on it yeah, this is as far as I can go. You want like a really closer view Or is that as far as you can go? That's as far as I can go. Oh, okay.
1: Well, I'm sure you could like...
0: Maybe, you know. I'm sure this is just like the the internet. Well, actually, you know what? Here it is. It would have been cool if you made a
1: collage out of it. Like, you know.
0: Yeah, this Probably would have taken a lot of time, though. Um, but
1: there's definitely like a color variation where you could have pulled that off. You know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe like, just like a face. <laughs> I don't know. But you know what? It's kind of cool, like that. Like you know, just just go back and look at it again. Okay. Just by looking at it, like I can kind of like abstractly see like my own things. Like I see a rabbit in there. Can you see a rabbit?
0: <laughs> I mean, I see. I'm go trying to go. make make this out. Yeah, I can kind of see something. I
1: see like something with two Whoa. little bunny ears. And yeah, stuff. I see the I see can the see bunny
0: it? ears. Yeah, right here. Yeah.
1: Little, little rabbit, dude. Yeah. See, that's cool. Like you can kind of come. You can look at. I guess that's the value of art. That's the point of art. Yeah. You
0: you kind of have that interpretation. That's right. So, and and I'm assuming these are examples that are part of this like collage.
1: Yeah. It's in there somewhere. That's crazy.
0: Yeah. These are all 3d models, by the way, it looks like obviously this is a 2d image, but he makes these in 3d and puts them in a landscape. And then at the end, he, he puts a background on there, like a, a a 2d background. Mm. It's pretty interesting how he makes this stuff.
1: That's pretty cool that looks like mike pence yeah oh yeah it's whatever the fly landed on his head (laughs) (laughs) that's good see that's what's cool about being an everyday content creator you could be like uh reactive you know kind of like the south park guys like they put out a south park episode literally write and animate it like every week yeah you know so they, they get the benefit of being like uh like, relevant to the current times, you know? Like, like a Simpsons episode takes, like, six months or something to produce, right? So, they can't, like, predict what's going to happen six months in the future. Yeah. This is cool about Beeple. Like, something could happen today, and he's just like, all right, let's make our art piece. Like, pretty cool.
0: Yeah, so this represents his first 5,000 days. This is great, man. This is, like, this is just great. Uh,
1: this is definitely historic, man. Like, for NFTs and for, like, digital art, you know? Yeah. So, if you're an artist, man, like, you're probably, like, really... Happy right now. Even though, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean I guess all of us should be happy. Yeah. All anyone in the NFT space it should be like, damn, this is cool.
0: Yeah, so right now this is going for two point four million. Uh would that be a record? Two point four million? For what? For like any well not not any art, right? I guess. So is this a physical piece or is this like a digital?
1: I think it's purely digital. So dude. this
0: is an NFT, yeah. Wallet address, smart contract address. Non-fungible yep. token JPEG. Dude, wow.
1: That's fucking bonkers, dude. Yeah,
0: this is bonkers.
1: <laughs> this is definitely bonker tier. So
0: now yeah. the normies are the billionaires are buying NFTs. I mean, this is just
1: Yeah, we're getting crazy now, aren't we?
0: <sighs> you know what? You could potentially see this for tens of millions of dollars. Like oh, once yeah, once sure. the billionaires understands, like, holy shit, this is like provable scarcity. And like imagine if I don't know what's the most famous piece of art that you can think of? Mona Lisa? Yeah, imagine if that was an NFT, would that have the same allure? Well, there's gonna be like I don't think that can I
1: mean they, they, you could slap like a like a little NFT QR code on that, I guess,
0: but <sighs> it's not yeah. I don't know. Oh yeah, this crap. Oh yeah, this is the one I saw Beeple's NFT artwork sells for 6.6 6 million ahead of the viral Christie's auction.
1: Yeah. Somebody bid like Jesus. That's a lot of money, man. And this six was six this
0: was on Nifty Gateway. Yeah. So, so imagine this 3D piece fully rendered into Central Land. See, that's that, that now that's this is
1: one of the the problems. You know, does this piece of art have the same like appreciation if if? the artist like beeple now he's forced to your these constraints of a decentraland as like an application layer now this needs to be low poly
0: yeah right yeah does does that well i mean hold matter? on so let's 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 dissect this so let's say that this 6 million dollar piece had to be low poly mm-hmm. we have evidence to suggest poly count has no bearing on a value right we have cryptopunks okay that's true so
1: I've also seen art drops on Nifty Gateway where it's literally like a cube or some shit like that. Yeah. For like a crap ton of money. Basically sell out. Yeah. So it's not necessarily the art. It's, it's it's the esteem of the artist. Yes. It's, there you go. You know, it's the art and it's the interpretation of the art. Like, like the square thing. I think like everyone recognized like this is ridiculous, but I think that that notion alone was an incentive to buy and like partake in it. Yeah. Like, yeah. This is so like, Obviously, like stupid.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: you know, like it was like eight squares, identical squares. The only thing separating them was like the the name assigned to each square, and like you know, they called it like the rare. So therefore, it was there's only one of them. You know, huh. and like that was enough. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I don't know, man. It's art. Like you can't really debate art. You know.
0: Yeah, and and so now add to the speculative uh component. That you can deploy this in a in an open world, a decentralized open world. I obviously this is more of like a um, bias point of view, but I would think it would add to the speculative value if you could buy this for six million dollars and just like deploy it in in a metaverse. Yeah. So yeah,
1: I think so. It's a much more intimate like ownership experience. Like you can actually potentially interact. Like now people can start making interactive. Art. Yeah. You know, not just stuff to look at. Like you can, you could have this Donald Trump, like laying on your parcel floor (laughs) with the Twitter bird, you know, flying on and off of it, you know? Yeah. You you could go off to it and poke him and maybe he'll like fart or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. Like people can get even more creative now in a 3D realm, you know, because now you can, you can code things into his artwork. Dude,
0: dude, man. Yeah.
1: This is behavior. this is a
0: worthy cause to work on. Um, I mean adding you know, if we go to people and we say, hey dude, can you can you do like a meta drop and you know do like something with a uh, trump on it? And <laughs> and then we'll help you code it so that it does stuff when people interact with it. I feel like that's gonna be pretty big.
1: Hey man. You guys let us know in the comments. Yeah, you know.
0: yeah exactly.
1: But do you do you, do you want the access to own code? Like is, does that even sound cool to you? I mean, owning art, like I don't know, like does it compare to like the 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 ownership experience of owning art? Like owning functional code. Yeah, does it compare? What do you think, yes <laughs> or no?
0: That's such a good question. Just like an artist can have an allure, I think a developer can have a similar allure.
1: Fuck yeah, dude! We haven't even that hasn't even been like a. A, 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 a concept, of art, yeah, yeah a concept. It hasn't even been conceptualized. Like where developers can be artists. I mean, look at this,
0: dude. Yeah. Imagine if Steve Jobs were to make like an NFT with like code backed by it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're talking about oh, yeah, yeah. fifty yeah, like, fifty million dollar NFT, easy. Yeah. Same with yeah, you brought up Andre for a reason, right? Exactly. Like,
1: Andre, yeah, Andre is one of the superstars <laughs> in the crypto world. Imagine his meta. Yeah. You know, he's the coding genius. So who the fuck knows what he'd come up with? Right. You know, right. Regardless, like you, you own a piece of Andre's code.
0: It, yeah. You, you can imagine it's like him coming out with like this little cat with the rainbow behind it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I can see that. And maybe he'll turn it into like fucking XYZ exchange or whatever the fuck it's called. The the, yeah. like the protocol he's building. He Dude. That yeah. the cat, you
0: know. So next target, Andre acquired. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Hopefully, they are not just blowing smokes out of our ass. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Time will tell.
0: Yeah. So, um, I yeah, I didn't really intend to uh, discuss Decentraland in this podcast, but I think with NFTs exploding, uh, it deserves a discussion because Decentraland used to be, like, the top leader in NFT space for years. And uh, there was a stretch where people were buying land for, like, hundreds of thousands of dollars, and that was, like, the breakthrough – ideas like holy shit NFTs have like this real tangible value. Mm, but, they do. But yeah, yeah I mean well, um hey man. Those, yeah back
1: to <laughs> Yeah it, those, is is primed for a moon run, dude. Yeah. I'm March, all playing Avagachi for now, dude. Sounds March second.
0: Huh? March second?
1: Yeah. So yeah, get ready for that. Um uh, we'll probably do a dedicated YouTube video, I think, in the next couple of days just to kind of like walk through that guide that I found. Because, you know, it's a little complicated, you know, bridging your assets from ETH to Matic and then, you know, and then you got to go through QuickSwap, which is just an exchange most people aren't familiar with. Yeah. It's it's not much different. It's just once you bridge your assets over to Matic, it'll be pretty easy to figure out. But still, you you just want to be prepared. Because, like, once these portals drop, they're going to be gone, I think, in a flash. So you want to be prepped. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, QuickSwap is another one another one of these like exchanges that there's so many decks is popping up that it's, it's getting ridiculous. Yeah. So I, I guess the, the steps are you take your ETH and you buy Matic.
1: Well, you got to bridge your ETH to Matic and then you can, well, what do you, and then I, you can use ETH to get ghost. Correct. So you need a little bit of Matic in your wallet in order to execute not much Cause that's the benefit of Matic, you know, it's, you're, you're spending pennies, maybe even less than pennies per transaction. So yeah, that's the reason why Avogachi has decided to leverage it, you know, for their game. Otherwise, if they were just sticking on Ethereum, dude, like, you know, each portal is going to cost you a hundred bucks. Yeah. <laughs> well, it already is going to cost you about a hundred ghost tokens, but a hundred dollars of gas on top of that, you know? And yeah, that's a huge problem, man. This is a problem we're facing today. You know, we're still stuck on Ethereum and, you know, immutable X just launched, you know. I am trying to convince the boys that like this is the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> immutable X, you know, there's lots of options. We could do the same thing with Matic. We don't know. So Immutable there's X <laughs> There's still time to figure out like what's the best scaling solution for Ethereum, you know. But I, I'm I'm definitely favoring immutable right now.
0: Yeah. So this just is
1: because, like I'm a fan of um What I just described, the whole bridging process from taking one asset from one chain to another, I want to not have that be a part of, you know, it'd be ideal not to have that be part of the. uh, Yeah, because
0: it adds resistance, right? If you have to tell your audience to be like, hey, you have to go and bridge your asset and then and then once it's bridged, then you can swap it to your token or whatever or purchase this thing like yeah
1: TopShot would not be selling like they are today if that was their architecture. That's you know? right. That's right. If if they if they're expecting their all these users flooding in from ESPN viewership like to learn how to interact with bridges and you know transfer assets from one chain to another and no, nah, it's not happening.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: so there has to be a solution out there that's more user friendly and uh, I I do like the roll up uh, technology. That's Yeah, that's, because
0: it's built into the layer 1, right? If yeah. layer 1 was scalable like we wouldn't be having these issues. Exactly. Yeah, I mean this. This looks it looks like a a good tool to to be leveraging. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I think um. We talked about Andre. We talked about all these different exchanges. I think one that you're really bullish on is AnySwap, which is a cross chain. Which I I for some reason I can't even access anymore. No. Can you access it? I think it, they're blocking US now.
1: Nah. Oh, that's zero swap. That's why.
0: Was that, Oh, yeah. That's what it was. Uh, Then for the craziness and NBA top shot, obviously Nifty Gateway. So we're going to title this how I lost $288,000 worth NFT.
1: Maybe. Maybe not. Since we did spend most of the time talking about Decentraland. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. We'll see.
0: Um. Yeah. So let's call it here. Hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at the block runner and also at Meadows on IO watch our videos on YouTube. They're uh, I, I think it's like a hyper concentrated piece of like evaluation of projects and they're less than 20 minutes. So it's kind of like easy to digest rather than these hour podcasts mm-hmm. and uh, let us know what you think about people and NFTs and Nifty Gateway million dollar NFTs yeah thank you guys for listening and we will see you in the next episode all
1: right later
0: thank you for listening to the block runner podcast make sure you visit our website theblockrunner.com and sign up to stay up to date on the latest in crypto also reach out to us on twitter at the